0: Knowing how to win is a thing. Brian Harmon, him winning the British Open, that's a great example. It's just consistent. It's not sexy. It's not flashy. But guess who's having more fun? The person that's winning. (laughs) What's up? This is Keith. And this is D. And we are here with the Defiant Life Podcast, where we defy the laws of mediocrity. (laughs) Very good. Hey, man, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit sore just getting back from this uh, yeah, hunted hole golf weekend. I'm feeling pretty good, actually. I yeah. was a
1: little sore. I was really sore Saturday, but yeah. Mm, I'm good now. I was real
0: go. sore. Ready
1: for some pickleball.
0: Yeah, pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you are moving to now? Yep. All right. So all, good yeah, I couldn't win at golf, so. A good win at golf. I couldn't win at oh, golf. Oh, could not win. <laughs> Let the record show he could not win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Between us, I won. <laughs> <laughs> I let I you have that battle. Overall. Well, what's more important, though? The battle of the war, you know? Well, you didn't win either one, so. <laughs> but I didn't lose either. I didn't come in last place. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so I, I do kind of want to piggyback off of that a little bit. Um, So you came out the gates hot. Yeah. First day, boom. 27 points in the stable for format. Yeah. And got six points it looked like you were going to run away with it. Yeah. From the beginning. And then after that, you just kind of dropped off the face of the earth. You could have went home after that. and It would have made a difference at all. Yeah. Right. Well, wouldn't have been as fun. Yeah, that's true. That's a dog. Sure, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just want to talk a little bit about consistency, man, what it looks like to mm. be consistent, why consistency is important, and then what it looks like practically, you know, okay. in business and in life to be consistent. Maybe we could throw a little bit of Practical examples of what we do in our real lives to be consistent in business and in life, and try to keep the keep everything afloat, but not only afloat, but be but to thrive, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, sound good? Feel good? Let's do it. Sounds Let's good. Let's do it. So, like I said, with this golf weekend, you came out the gates hot, like most of us do in anything. We're excited about something, you know, a business, about anything in the family yeah. w- with some kind of plan, and then after that, it just kind of like ah petered out a little bit, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah <clears throat> meanwhile the rest of the crew we came out you know a little bit lackluster but we maintained and and leveled up little by little and we made it a, in a, a real race by the end of it it came down to the top three people <laughs> 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 for the most part yeah just because we were consistent and we had a chance at winning the big goal at the end because we were consistent you know every day so i just want to you know Talk about what that looks like. So for me, when I I had I, all of us were excited at the beginning of the trip. Mm-hmm. Right. We had the cup that Jeffrey made, the <laughs> what was that at the top of the cup? I don't know. We should like have a picture. Cheese of it. Yeah. Or... A cheese grater <laughs> with some golf clubs and, the, and our, the the faces of the people that have passed that have played in the tournaments in years past, yeah. you know, which was really special. <laughs> really cool. Um and it was cool that you went on out, got this got our scorecards and everything with the faces and <laughs> And yeah, was, we made some custom scorecards for the trip. That was nice. Yeah, it was <laughs> fun. Good stuff. Um, and I think we're gonna level up even more next year. Yeah, with some stuff, we're gonna get technical with it. You know, okay, bring some Elon into it. You know, <laughs> get our own golf carts. But um, everybody was excited when we first came out the gates. You came out super hot, supernova, right? And then we kind of just kind of played within what we, what you know, what we normally play. Didn't do anything spectac- spectacular. But then what happened was with me was the next day I said, okay, I didn't do anything spectacular. I didn't do anything terrible. I'm just going to stick to the game plan and be consistent. And eventually something's going to break through. If I trust my process, don't try to change my whole swing. Like, so so, here, so here's the yeah. thing. My whole I was talking to my son, Nico, before I came to the trip. I said most of the time when I go out and play golf, I try to tinker a whole lot. Yeah. I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to have one game plan, and I'm going to stick with it the entire weekend. I'm gonna have one swing thought and just and I know that if I stick with that, it'll it'll I can trust it, it'll break through eventually and I'm gonna have a chance to really do something. So that's what I did. When I went into that second day, yeah. I said I didn't play that great, I didn't play that bad either. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna trust my process and stick to the same swing thought, the same game plan, not try to do anything to supersede or exceed what I didn't do yesterday. Right. Yeah. I'm just gonna come and just pick up where I'm at and 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 trust the process. And that's what I did. And then I was able to get on the board that second day. Uh, The first course, on the second day, I got on the board. Once I got some victory, I was like, okay, I had some momentum. It felt good. And I felt like I can translate that good feeling, that good success that I had, into something more. I I actually had something I can build upon. So then when we got to that next course... Same process, even though I had a little bit of success, I was like, I'm gonna stick to the same process mm-hmm. and just trust it. And then I was able to build higher onto that right there, right? Yeah, and then the last day is the same thing, just same process. Just every so, so that so, what happened was I had a game plan mm-hmm. that I had set before the weekend started, that way I didn't have to waste time, energy, you know, whatever on recreating something from scratch. I already had a game plan in place, and I just went with that every day, and I was able to enjoy and focus and build and make little minor tweaks along the way mm-hmm. to whatever I need to do to improve and just maintain my course. So long, suffice it to say that one of the main things I gathered as a microcosm of this weekend to life is you you make a game plan and you stay consistent. You see it through and, and don't try to make major cha- changes until um, like too early and stuff like that. Right. right? I know, I remember when we were, when I was your property manager some years ago in South Georgia, those mobile home parks, um, we would come, you would, we would have these meetings and you would say, hey, this is going to be our game plan for the parks, for mm-hmm. the management team, for the maintenance team, for everything. And we're going to see it through for three months because what's going to happen is even if we don't, when we come out the gates with it, even if it doesn't seem to make miraculous changes, you have to give it enough chance to see, give it, give it enough body of work to, to have some kind of proof of concept, whether it really be good or really be bad. And I think a lot of people switch course too soon before they give anything that they have going on (coughs) a true chance to see what's going on. And then there was a video I saw with Alex Ramosi. He said he was trying to build some business or something and, and and he had to put out some flyers or something like yeah. that and, and you, maybe you sent this to me yeah. it's the first one that comes to mind and uh, he sent out like i don't know 300, 300 or something yeah so then he went back to his mentor and the guy was like well how many flyers did you send out he said well i sent out 300 he was like 300 <laughs> he said i don't do anything less than 5000 when yeah. it because he you got to have proof of concept you have to have give it a chance to see if it's working and then what about that is working and not working and what can you tweak and stuff like that so right um having the game plan, giving it time to work with consistency, and then, you know, and stuff like that. <clears throat> but main thing, just even sticking to the plan. So anyway, that was kind of my microcosm of the weekend of, like, life, mm-hmm. you know, when it when it came to, to that. And I thought it was a good illustration to see how it played out literally. And then when we got to the last day, I was in second place, and mm-hmm. I had a chance at the cup, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> And I played consistent. And then, I guess another episode, we could talk about pressure. But anyway, when the pressure got down to it and everything, I just didn't quite pull it off. So, But we had fun. Yeah, I didn't necessarily try to change anything. Mm -hmm. It just
1: uh, didn't come together. Okay. Well, I don't play enough to be consistent at golf. That's the thing. Because I I just don't play enough golf to to be consistent. I can be I can shoot 75 or 105 on any given day. That's true. So, on the same day. On the, Possibly the same day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did something similar to that, actually, whenever we went out. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. For people who don't know, we're talking about a – this is a tradition that we ha- we have had. Some friends of ours started several years ago. I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, something like that. Um, they started doing this 100-hole golf weekend. So, basically, they – they were playing several courses in South Georgia, just traveling around playing these courses and over the course of three days. And then after the first one, they realized that they were one hole short of playing hundred holes. So uh-huh. then they added us another hole. So now we do a hundred holes and they've been doing that for a long, long time. Three of the first six or seven members that, that started the thing have passed away now. And so we've, we've kind of, it's a smaller group than it was, but we, we are carrying on the tradition. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> tradition. Uh, possibly adding some new people. We'll see. But anyway, um, whenever we, we do that, what we do is we play 36 holes on Friday. Typically we started this one on Thursday, but mm-hmm. typically it's 36 holes on Friday, 45 holes on Saturday, 18 holes on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we play, th- you know, we play one course in the morning we travel to another course to play that in the afternoon. Then we travel to a hotel, spend the night, get up in the morning, play eighteen at near that hotel. Then we go to a, a nearby city and play twenty-seven in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Then we come back to the same hotel. Then we make one last trip in the the next day, and we play eighteen that next day. Right. So the thing for me about golf is that I just don't play enough to be consistent. I used to play a lot and I used to be pretty good so I can still put it together every now Mm -hmm. and then. I just can't consistently keep it up for a long time usually because I just don't practice enough, Mm -hmm. which I think is another lesson for life in general. Um, and, and, so I used to run into this in the gym a lot. The people who are successful in the gym are not necessarily like uh, losing weight, you know, getting in shape, whatever. They're not They're not necessarily the ones who have the best program. It's the people who stick with it the longest. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be good at pretty much anything, if you just stay consistent over time, then you're going to be better than 99% of people because you stay consistent with that. So, like, you know, if I went out and played and just hit golf balls every single day mm-hmm. for over the last le- – I started playing 20 years ago. If I had – just like, and I went from – terrible to trying out for the golf team at the college that we were at Mm -hmm. in three months and then you know getting a little bit better over the next couple of years and then just not playing at all for well not at all but you know not playing consistently at all for for 15 years and Mm -hmm. so I've just never gotten any better and I could still play if I get into that rhythm Mm -hmm. I can still play like I used to but I can't keep that up for very long because I'm just not consistent. So something's going to go wrong eventually, and then, you know, it's hard for me to get it back because I just don't have the feel and the the practice. I don't have the you know, the tempo and the timing and yeah. you know, all the things that you have to have
0: to be consistent. I don't have that because I'm not, I don't practice enough. You get kind of sensitive to that stuff, you know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when it's not, the, the more locked in, the more. And there's a word that I in there that you used that I really like is rhythm. You said you can mm-hmm. get into the rhythm, and I think for people. I think for us to really be successful in our consistency, I think you kind of create your own rhythm through consistency. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh we were talking with Russ, uh the producer over here off screen. What up, Russ? <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> he was he's he's been doing um cold showers and he he just eclipsed sixty one days, right? Insert claps. Yeah, today was uh sixty one. Yeah. Oh, hey. that's <laughs> <laughs> not <the> right.
1: <laughs> nope.
0: Nope. Hey, okay, fairy dust. There, there it is. There go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. the yellow button. <laughs> <laughs> that's a note. And so here's one thing that he said that was so he's gotten into a rhythm, right? Is it safe to say you got into a rhythm and it's like what you do now?
2: Yes, every day,
0: at least one cold shower a day. Right, so here's the thing. No one likes to take cold showers, mm. especially not initially, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to take a cold shower? Nobody. <laughs> but but there's a rhythm that's been created in his life. So then um, he took a cold shower, he said, this past weekend. But then he was like, you know what? I'm going to venture back into the world of, of, a, of a warm shower. Let's see what yeah. that feels like. I remember I you to enjoy those. And tell us what that <clears throat> felt like, Russ.
2: Yeah, so last night I decided to reward my second month of – cool showers with a hot shower. And um, I got in and it felt horrible. It it felt (laughs) steamy and oppressive and
0: sweaty (laughs) in in, in a way. It was was different, you know, just Mm -hmm. different. Yeah. You know, and that's the same. And and I know a lot of people can relate to that too, especially when you've been eating a certain way for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. I remember my daughter, she went on this, my daughter was like nine years old, right? I don't know where she came. She might be the second immaculate conception conceived child because she just does her own it's amazing but uh she was going on a fast with her and her friends and they weren't eating sugar for like 30 days or something ridiculous so then as a reward just like Rose was talking about he was they was like all right we're done let's pig out all Right. Yeah. so they ate a whole lot of sugar and stuff and she got sick like it, it was terrible yeah. you know but what happened was she built up a rhythm of good habits of Mm -hmm. good things. Russ built up a rhythm, but that rhythm was created. I think a lot of times we don't do things. We forget. We we don't really take initiative and take charge and take action like we should is because we're waiting on that rhythmic feeling. But I think we need to create that rhythm, rhythm, Mm -hmm. right? And you can't create that rhythm unless you get started doing something Right. And 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 my son is the same way. He has a rhythm now. He's getting up at five thirty and now he enjoys it because he's in the flow and that's his life flow. That's what feels comfortable to him now. Yeah. Right. So for you going back to your golf game, you said every now and again you can catch that rhythm. I think sometimes we can catch pockets of it, you know, like like Toby Keith says, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once <laughs> that's right as I ever was. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> Keith hates for me to sing on the show, so <laughs> gotta get in what I can. But um create creating that rhythm, um, I think is what's important, you know, through consistency yeah. for the most part. Right. Yeah. I think so. I, I have a couple of stories about similar
1: situations when you talking go. about your, your daughter. So I remember when I first started, I was, I was actually already training and, but I first started CrossFit kind of after I had started being a, a, a trainer and I found CrossFit reading a magazine actually about, it was like a one of the health magazines. And I was just looking for some, you know, stuff I could use with my clients or whatever. I was waiting on a client and, uh, started reading about it. And anyway, I wound up going to the CrossFit gym in Valdosta and they had this like paleo thing, paleo challenge, like a six week paleo challenge. And so we, it was basically, you just cut out all processed foods is like the simplest version. So well, we did that. And then I had been doing it for like four or five weeks and I was feeling great. I lost some weight, whatever it was. It was awesome. And then we, we went out after church one day to IHOP and I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat some pancakes. That'll be gonna reward yourself. Yeah, say. it'll be cool. I've, I've been good for four weeks. I'm just going to eat, a, you know, some pancakes. So I did, everything was fine. Then the next morning I would go work out at six in the morning, the 6am class. So I went to the 6am class and I felt so awful. (laughs) I was like, I he the so the trainer, the guy who owned the gym, took my keys and was like, "I can't let you drive until you get some color back." (laughs) Oh god, you got to get some soul, some rhythm before you can. He was like, "You're gonna you're gonna pass out while you're driving. This gonna be terrible." So wow, that was like, I was like, okay, that's when I realized how bad that stuff made you feel and you don't really notice it until you are not in that rhythm. Mm. And then you start feeling great. And then you're like, dang, I can't do the things that I can do when I'm eating well and I'm feeling my body well. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that was like one of the things. And another time <laughs> I started a CrossFit gym in 2010 in Brunswick and we did a six week paleo challenge there. Some of the original members and Russ was there <laughs> and, uh, so we went and at the end of it, after six weeks, we all went to Pizza Inn, mm-hmm. like a celebration, and we ate uh pizza buffet, and Ooh. I think I had 10 or 12 pieces of pizza, and then another like 10 or 12 of those brownies, and the cinnamon rolls, and all cinnamon that stuff. Cinnamon rolls are so good, yeah. Yeah, so I ate a, so many of that, so many of those things, so then we, were, we went back over to Russ's house, it was Saturday, went back over to Russ's house, and we were hanging out, we were playing a video game, I think, Call of Duty, maybe, or something.
2: Yeah, it was Call of Duty.
1: Yeah, we are playing Call of Duty, and then... So I'm just like playing the game and then all of a sudden I woke up and I was in the middle of the floor. I was like, What happened? Russ is like, You've been out for like an hour. <laughs> Were you naked when you woke up? <laughs> yeah, what the heck he just, I just, passed, he just passed. I was just out. Just I was just asleep. <laughs> I was just playing and just all of a sudden I don't even remember it. I just woke up. <laughs> I was like, What the heck happened? I was in like a
0: sugar coma. It was crazy. Okay. So hold on, Russ, did y'all see this happen? Was it like, timber? <laughs> like He was he I was, was on already the floor. sitting on the floor yeah, okay.
2: with his back leaned up against the couch. and so <laughs> I, was, I was sitting on the couch kind of behind him a little bit. and so
0: I guess probably when he fell asleep, I didn't even realize that he was asleep until we started the next, <laughs> so hold on, the hold next on. Here's, match. Well, here's the thing. Was his play that insignificant on the game <laughs> yeah, that he didn't yeah, even know? <laughs> yes, was, that was
2: not my thing. I, I never really got into that stuff too much. But, you know, I had been through the challenge too, so I knew – Like we hit it hard (laughs) in a good way. And then we hit it hard that day, you know, with a pizza. And so I knew what was happening. He was just out. (laughs)
0: Oh my God. And I think
1: a lot of that stuff happens though. People get into a good rhythm and then they're like, all right, I'm done with my whatever Mm -hmm. rhythm I I got into. Now I'm going to go back to this and then, you kind of you don't stay consistent and that's that's really the the biggest issue that i used to run into in the gym it's like it doesn't matter what you do you're gonna if you stick with it for years you're probably going to be much better off than 99 percent of people same thing with golf. Like if you just if you go out and practice 15, 20 minutes every single day, you're gonna be better than ninety nine percent of people after five years. You know that's true.
0: You know, because that's the thing, you know, we say we get through these challenges and we then we want to reward ourselves, but mm-hmm. the real reward is having a desire, a passion, a rhythm for that thing that you were doing in the first place. Yeah. Like what's your end game? What's your end goal? To be disciplined, to be consistent, to be stronger. Okay, yeah. well, if you've accomplished that, that's the reward, you know. And then we, so it's like the law of inertia: an object in motion will stay in motion unless interrupted, right? Right. So we mess up our own life's inertia by throwing these wrenches wrenches in the works, thinking that we're yeah. doing something great. And it's like, ah, come on, man, open your eyes a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, so that's that, and and we do it consistently. It's kind of it's kind of weird that that happens that way, but you know, just let the inertia let's let it keep going. Um, I remember when I was. It's, it's the same thing. I was drinking... Because I don't really like to drink water naturally. I don't know a whole lot of people that... <laughs> some people do. Yeah, right. Yeah, amen to that. So, <clears throat> was going to think I was like, I'm just going to drink water until I like it. So, sure enough... The first couple of days were terrible. I was like, "Who drinks water?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> everyone in history up to right. a hundred years ago, <laughs> but I'm still living. They did, so <laughs> I must be doing something right. But uh, and then I got to the point where I really enjoyed the taste of water, and um, I had been doing it for you know a month or so, and everywhere I went, I was like, I really enjoy the taste of water. Um, if I wanted a treat, I would put like a lemon in it you know, or drinking unsweet tea. And it was so much flavor. I was like, man, who knew unsweet tea was so good? <laughs> unsweet tea is good. I like it. It is. You know, I used to. Once, I,
1: I I would never have thought that I would drink unsweet tea until that paleo challenge. And I think that's when I started doing it. Right. Right. And I, at first I was like, oh, it's terrible. But then, I, yeah, you drink water for a while and then your taste changes. It's funny because I remember. Change. Yeah. I remember that. I, I, I like. Somewhere around that time, when I was doing that for a long, long time, I, I, after a few weeks or whatever, then I, I remember eating an almond and being like, "Dang, this is so sweet." Mm. I don't remember almonds being this sweet, mm. and you,
0: your taste just changes over time. See, bro, you see, so you drop. See now, now you get into a, you fast forward where I was going. So your taste <coughs> change, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just like your overall desires change for the better right. when you give us a chance. When you get that, give it that consistency with that discipline and that's how I was and then I messed around and had um, I went to Chick-fil-A one of the few times they've ever messed up my menu my order before mm-hmm. I went and ordered an unsweet tea and they gave me a sweet tea right <laughs> and they off- and, and I went back and I told them that and they, they offered me stock in the company you know what I'm saying <laughs> like they just go overboard with it you know <laughs> but Here's um $10,000 check right <laughs> uh, and so, right it, I went up the one time they have my wallet I was like ah oh, don't worry it's on the house I was like mm. <laughs> but um Got a sweet tea and I thought I was gonna need some insulin, insulin like stat. It was so sweet. Yeah, and I was like, how in the world was I drinking this on the regular? Was this you in know? Georgia? Yeah, it was Georgia. Yeah, yeah we called it diabetes. It they, was so sweet.
1: They, they probably have different uh recipes in Georgia than
0: than in Jacksonville. So yeah, it was it was it was really sweet. But but the thing was, my taste changed. Right, my taste buds, my desire had changed, and I was. You know, And I think one of my favorite things, and I don't know why I ever stopped doing it. I was with a buddy of mine, and we were doing these push-ups. <coughs> we were like, we're going to do 100 push-ups yeah. a day. Yeah. And we got to the point we were doing them all the time. Like We were doing probably 500 push-ups a day because we would just do them <laughs> in between breaks and just doing them all the time. And I was looking good. I was feeling good. I enjoyed doing push-ups. I was feeling tight, <laughs> looking right, you know, all of that. And yeah. I had a desire to do it. I was consistent. And I don't know how I ever fell out of that consistent, you know, that inertia, I, something came in and interrupted it. And now, um, you know, yeah. I got a dad bot yeah. you know, and I love it, <laughs> but it's not the same. you it's know? not the
1: same. <laughs> oh man. So what does that look like every day? Just staying, I guess, consistent with whatever your work is or whatever your goals are.
0: How does that look? Yeah. I think, <clears throat> I think you have to start with actually making a goal. You know, yeah, I talk to a lot of people. And I talk to them about goals um, and about what their goals are. And I'm surprised at the number of people that don't have real goals. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have hopes. A lot of people have dreams. Mm -hmm. But if you don't put a name, a number, a date, some kind of time marker to it, then it's just a dream. Right. It doesn't become a goal. It doesn't become something that you can actually attain until you put some kind of timetable on it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so talking to um, potential students that we're coaching, and talking to students that we're coaching, and I'm saying, hey, so what's your goals in real estate? Oh, well, I don't. I just want to have real estate. Okay. Well, I could sell <laughs> you a house. You know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> um, how much money do you need to make to retire, to get off of the job that you're working right now, so you have freedom and take control back your life? Ah, well, I don't really, I don't really know. And it's, and it's amazing. So, so I think, um, the first thing to being, having a consistent life is actually having something that you can go to like aim at, right? Um, have a target, have a goal. And then after that, I think you have to make a plan. So for me, I love that, um, the, um, productivity journal that you created, Mm -hmm. you know, um i've integrated it into my kindle scribe hey (laughs) i finally got somebody to buy one of these (laughs) (laughs) there we go (coughs) guys check the link below for your version of the (laughs) productivity journal calendar i don't know what it's called defiant life what is it called actually um i don't know i've never named it i just
1: made it so i could use it (laughs) Mm. (laughs) it's not it's never been a product i guess it was just a something that I needed. So mm-hmm. I use a bunch of different planners, and I think I think you're right. I think pl- consistently planning out and blocking off time and making sure that you have focused time, I think that stuff is very important. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I guess I had used a bunch of different planners, and I had always – always planned my days, even when I was, like, back in college not doing anything. I still planned out my days. <laughs> I just never
0: did it. <laughs> but every day I would Hold plan on, it You out. can't just gloss over that. <laughs> even when I was in my my higher education not doing a Nothing. damn thing. That's exactly <laughs> that. Listen, Playing I Halo made, and passing out on the floor. <laughs> I, I made all A's. I think I had
1: one B at Everwaters when I was there on a baseball scholarship. And then I transferred to Vados State. And I was going to play baseball there, but I actually, I went to one practice and I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. And I wound up having surgery on my shoulder. And I, <laughs> at that point I was like 5 a.m. practices and I know I'm not going to play professional baseball. Maybe I shouldn't do this. <laughs> so anyway, I calculated like, okay, I, I need to hope scholarship for the next three years and i need to make this many b's and c's and d's and a's to get there yeah so i would like plan out my schedule like that all right i got spanish i ain't doing nothing in that spanish class Uh i went to the spanish teacher i was like listen i don't need to i don't want to know spanish i don't need to know it i have to take this foreign language (laughs) like just give me a c i'm not gonna come to class if you need me to help you with something and she was like but you might need to learn spanish for i was like listen you heard of google (laughs) <laughs> you heard of Google Translate? It was like just, this is when Google Translate was just coming out. Brand new, because I was like, new, that was like yeah, I was 95. Like, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to have to know Spanish. Yeah. Like, I'm just not going to have to. And she was like, okay, fine. She gave me a C. <laughs> Are you serious? So I did stuff like that a lot. Like, I would wow. just be like, I, I, this class right here, I, I need to take, I, I take one test and make a 100 on the test. And then I'm like, all right, for the rest of the semester, I don't have to, I can make 50s. Mm-hmm. So I'll just guess at all the rest of them. I know I can make a C. And then I'm good. (laughs) Golly. So the day, like this semester that Hope paid the last semester that it paid for, my GPA dropped under 3.0. Oh, no. So you lost it. No. I I, I used it all. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used it all. And then when I got
0: into philosophy, then I, I... made good grades because i cared about it but it seems like it took it way more work for you to calculate all that you didn't that you didn't have to do <laughs> than it would be just to do nah, the work <laughs> <laughs> nope i just
1: did that one time i'm like all right well i need to make this and this so i would schedule some easy you know i had golf i had a golf class okay. i had stuff like that i'll make a's on that mm-hmm. and then i'll make c's and this other stuff over here so when did you learn
0: is that when you learn how to make your neck necklaces and stuff too no and that was bracelets <laughs> no nah, that was like middle school and high oh, okay because <laughs> you were making them up until your 20s and stuff <laughs> I did have those in college
1: I did <laughs> I saw a picture from Edward Waters baseball and uh I had one on in that picture Yep. Yeah, double minority over here <laughs> <laughs> hey, <double. laughs> yeah I was the I didn't get into minority
0: scholarship though I'm kind of you did not no you, you can go back to school man get some of that money maybe I should you should man I should do that i'm like i'm like 5 17th cherokee so i should get some money in there somewhere you should get some money yeah i don't know if that fraction makes sense but 5 <laughs>
1: 17th oh, yeah i don't know either yeah
0: anyway the the point is
1: i used to i always planned my my i i realized how important it was to plan mm-hmm. but then i just never stuck with the plan mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but now I I, I I still know how important it is to plan and uh, the big thing is just being consistent with the planning mm-hmm. and making sure that I, that I do the things I need to do um,
0: just to stay on track. So, you know, I think a, so I'm going to scale it back a little bit um, with me where I learned consistency was like doing manual labor mm-hmm. when I was remodeling houses and, and doing things like that. Mm-hmm. We would have this big project ahead of us and we have certain deadlines. Yeah. And it'd be like what would appear to be a daunting task. And the boss would say, all right, we got to get this amount of work done today. And i am be like, oh, my gosh, you know, <laughs> like that's going to be some hard work, you know, and that's going to be a hard eight hours, 10 hours, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But um, having a goal, knowing what we'll work need to work towards, <clears throat> um, knowing what the, like knowing what it was going to take to do it, mm-hmm. just saying, okay, all right, well, let's get it. I will get prepared so we can get so we can be the most efficient as we we could be, and then uh we would get to it. And then, like before you know it, you get you know get to lunch and look back on what you've done. It's like okay, I can see you you know, and just yeah. having that that um that little bit of instant gratification <laughs> yeah. of what it looks like to be consistent, mm-hmm. and then it kind of it kind of gives you that second win. It's like all right, well. Let's finish this out strong. So then go ahead and, and then getting that, like getting that stuff done just through, because a, a lot of that work is not, regardless of what you're doing, whether it's, you know, you're in an office, whether you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur doing your thing, if you're doing manual labor, stuff like that, you know, most of the time we're not asked to do something outside of the realm of what we can do, right? It's just going to mm-hmm. take uh, stability. It's going to take consistency, which takes mental strength to just press on and get through. So in getting to the end of the day and seeing, like, man, we started here. We got all this stuff done. And for me, doing carpentry and stuff, when I first started, that was the coolest thing in the world, especially when I first started, was seeing a blank canvas and then by the end of the day seeing walls and stuff put up. I was like, man, this is so rewarding for me. It just did something for me. But that stuff wouldn't have got done if I would have got tired or quit as soon as I got a splinter on my thumb. I've, I've nailed both my thumbs before. Like, I remember I was building this wall. We have this – uh. <laughs> This family friend, she's an optometrist, and uh, she wanted us to come and build out her office a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, my job was to build these little knee walls, and so we could have like a little reception area and stuff, and I was still a little bit green when it came to this type of work, and I was building the wall, holding the holding the, uh, the studs together, had a nail gun, and had my my thumb in the wrong place, and like, pow, hit the, hit the stud, and... Nailed my thumb and pulled mm. it. I was like, ah, that mm. sucked. That's so I was tight. like, I gotta frame do it the nailer? other side. Huh? It's a framing nailer. Framing nailer, yeah. Yes. Then you got the other side, did the same thing. On the <coughs> other side, mm. bah! I got both my thumbs. It was uh it was terrible. So now I ain't got no <laughs> thumbs. I'm my, I'm I'm like a cat you sound now. Like
1: Jeffrey's cousin or whoever it was no ears. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> here's the th- that dude. You said his, Jeffrey's cousin was born with no ears. Yeah, <laughs> and he had a bad attitude. It's like, come on, bro, you're asking for it. Like, <laughs> you can't just be anyway. That's hilarious. Um, but even, but you know, so so I'm saying on that to say stuff is going to happen, but, like, what's your end goal? You know what I'm saying? Like, my yeah. th- I didn't need surgery. My thumbs didn't fall off. You know, I was fine. It hurt, you know, but I, we were able to finish that, and it was like, man, the, the reward of finishing what we set out to do was greater than the pain during the process. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of times it's good to to have small victories, something that you can cl- – rem- so this past weekend I was talking to Robbie – and So it was Jeffrey, Robbie, me and you that played this weekend the yeah. golf hundred holes. And when I was in the court with Robbie, we would encourage each other, right? So he yeah. got into to this one shot. He was, like, all right. he was like, all right, D, I need one of them inspirational quotes or whatever, you know. <laughs> and I was like, I ain't got a whole lot for you. All I'm going to tell you is feel the shot, Yeah. see the shot, and then hit the shot. <laughs> I was like, feel yourself hitting a good shot. And so he was standing on the ball waggling, and I was watching him, and he was, I saw he was doing it. I was like, yeah, that's it right there. You feel that? He was like, yeah, that's it. I was like, that's it. I was like, you see the shot? He's like, yeah, I can see it. All like, right, yeah, like, just hit it. Just do it, yeah. you know? So, and he did, and he played out of his mind, bro. He like it. he, Robbie played, he was, he, he played very well. You know, we had a lot of great moments. So that's the thing. Being consistent. All right, I got to take a cold shower, right? For the next, I'm doing a 90 day challenge, taking cold showers. I've done it before. Mm-hmm. I know what it feels like on the other side of it. Feel that sensation. That's your goal, to get to the other side of this, to get through it. Yeah. You know it's going to suck in between. But at the end, what are you trying to accomplish? What is going to feel like afterwards? So see it, feel it, go, take action. Yeah. right. Yeah. So with me, um, being an entrepreneur, and especially with our business and stuff, I know what we're trying to accomplish. i am written down my goals, looking at the KPIs, looking at our metrics and stuff, all, all our markets and stuff, make a game plan to get up every morning to just do a little bit every day, a little bit every day and feel what it yeah. feels like to get stuff done. So when we look back, if I if I know I have a good plan based off of where I'm trying to go, if I can just be consistent every day, I know we're going to reach this and then we can all celebrate together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of times we don't have enough victories. We don't pull off, we don't pull from our past victories. I remember I was talking to my daughter um one time <clears throat> and I was getting her to do something. I think I was trying to get her to hit a golf ball or or do something that she hadn't done before. And I remember, because both my kids did taekwondo, and I said, remember the first time you broke a board in taekwondo? She was like, yeah. I said, you remember how I felt? She said, yeah, I, I remember. I said, well, go back into that feeling right now of victory and approach, that, approach this task that you have right now with that same energy, that same victory, like you already know what it feels like. Embody that right now and she did and she was able to she gave her the bravery the encouragement the motivation the strength she needed so like I think that's a little life hack is to go back to times where you were victorious where you were brave where you were you know you know when you would where you took action yeah embody that and let that be the motivation that you need sometimes to go ahead and be consistent and get through whatever you need to get through because if you have a goal and you have a good plan if the only thing is missing is you actually taking the steps to do it don't let don't let that be the weak link in the chain you know what I'm saying yeah Mm -hmm, that makes sense yeah so anyway (coughs) (coughs) so that's what i do with my morning routines i write that stuff down and then i say all right let's get it done you know and then accountability is a big thing so you know i know i'm gonna be meeting with you guys in the mornings when it comes to that stuff Mm -hmm. so not just doing it by myself um i think it's important to be relational to have people in your lives that you can talk to and that you allow people to speak into your life and be like all right hey where you at with it be honest you know that's good yeah, I like that, too. I,
1: th- I think that um, getting a win in the morning is a good thing. Uh, I that's think, good. I think we talked about morning routines before. I think a lot of people get up and just do, like, simple stuff. Like, um, I don't know. Making
0: a bed is a big one. They say start off with a big yeah, one that way.
1: Yeah, and I think maybe that's uh, – I don't know. There's arguments against that and mm-hmm. for it. But, anyway, I think – the big thing is if you can get, like, if you can figure out what your one thing is and you can make progress towards that one thing every day, uh-huh. like the, your, your most important thing you have to do, and you can get up and just make progress towards that every single day, uh-huh. that that gives you a leg up makes you feel better. It, it helps that, that you're actually moving the needle a little bit. It's not just something that's menial, like making your bed or something uh-huh. like that. It's something that's like actually moving the needle for you.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, I think that makes a big difference. What if we What if we put out a challenge to our guys? If they, if we got enough comments, okay, right? If we so, what if we, what if this was it, guys? What if you guys watching all seventeen of you right now? <laughs> we threw out a challenge, like mm. a morning routine type of challenge. You everybody has a goal, There's something they're working towards, and we all got in the game together and figured out how to do it, um, yeah. and just chronicled. Every episode, like all right, I'm um, another five days, eight, seven days. I, I did it, you know, and up to ninety days, and it just be something that we do, kind of. If we get enough comments, you, you okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like I like that idea. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe we can, can incorporate like some cold up. showers, cold plunges, since that seems to be like the, yeah. the popular thing right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. You
1: like the cold showers? I you do. Still do? Them?
0: Yes, I do. It don't get as cold right now because it's summertime. Yeah, but I do love. So the em. water's like ninety one degrees when it's cold. <laughs> uh,
2: it
1: might be eighty nine. It's me. probably it's probably in the eighties. Yeah. I, that was something that, that happened to me. So I got a cold plunge. I was doing cold showers. I hate them. I hate it. <laughs> cold showers are the worst. The actual worst. <laughs> they are. So, so I was doing that, and I was like, I think I will enjoy a cold plunge better. They look so nice. Like you see the the commercials, people get in the cold plunge. And yeah. They're like, ah, oh, you know. The infinity pool. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this. So, so I got a cold plunge, and it's got a little th- thermostat on it, like on the chiller part of it. It tells you how cold it is. So I set it to, like, I think I started at 50, something like that. But whenever I poured water in there, it tells you how hot the water is. So I'm thinking the water that's coming out of my faucet's got to be like 60, mm-hmm. right? 65. So I'm pouring it in there. I look over at the chiller. It says 81. I'm like, <laughs> 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 that ain't that It bottom. feels yeah. terrible. Like jumping in a pool at 80 degrees isn't bad, but a cold shower, man, it's terrible. Mm. So... So, and this wasn't even summertime. This was like January, February in South Georgia. <laughs> My water was 81 going, coming out of the hose. Like, <laughs> not just the hose that's been in the yard. Like, I, I hooked this hose up, a new hose to pour it in there. So, yeah. this was just like, like the water. The whale know? water. Yeah, pretty much. like yeah. it came out of the ground like that. <laughs> so, I'm like, dang, how cold is this going to be? So, and then I got into the cold plunge for the first time, and I thought I was going to die immediately. <laughs> like. No, you cannot survive this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. But but doing that consistently, though, then I got used to it, and then it starts feeling good. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, all right, this makes me feel good after I get out of here. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with exercise. It's the same thing with pretty much anything. If you can stay consistent. But then I got off the routine for a little while. Mm. So then, getting back in, I was like, "Okay, let me start." Then it was terrible again, mm-hmm, <laughs> getting back mm-hmm. in. So you just have to stay consistent with you this do, stuff, man. And then it becomes easier and easier and easier the more that you do it. But it is also important, I think, from a from a business standpoint, to take time to just check out for a little while so yeah. that you can regroup. You can't you can't go hard consistently forever. You got to take time to to check out. And then come back and go hard when you when you're coming back. So you, so it's, it's it's a weird balance for me. Whenever I'm I'm out, like we we did this trip, and uh, it was a short trip. It was only a couple of days to play golf, and I think that stuff helps a lot. But then mm-hmm. you have to like. I think, I think it helps for me to stay consistent with some of this stuff. So like get up in the morning, read, or like, you know, it doesn't have to be work, you don't have to put anything out, but just like get up in the morning and reading for me Mm -hmm. is something I really enjoy doing when I'm on vacation. It kind of keeps me in the rhythm. But yeah. it also is kind of a check, like I'm checking out a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll get up with my Kindle scribe, <laughs> take it over and start reading, make some notes. That's when I get a lot of my ideas for stuff too, like, whenever I'm checked out like that. So, I think that stuff is important for people who are business owners, especially. Um, it's time for you to be creative and that kind of thing. So, I think that that helps. You have to, it's still consistency, but it's also. A little bit of a break in the monotony of it, I guess. Absolutely.
0: You know, and that's the thing too. Oh, go ahead, Russ.
2: I was just going to say, you actually just said it. Um, I think the successful approach to that is to build that into your consistent rhythm. Mm -hmm. So whether it's weekly or monthly or annually, like you actually specifically and intentionally plan for Mm -hmm. a break. Right, and so that's actually part of being consistent. It's not right. It's not necessarily consistent break yeah. going away yeah. from
0: consistency. It's just a part of your overall plan. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, uh, farmers and their in their gardens and stuff. They have to have seasons of rest for that soil in order to bring bring in new, more nutrients and stuff like that. Because you can like over farm soil. I don't know a whole lot about that stuff. I just you know hearsay. You know, <laughs> but but yeah. you, you know that, that just like anything, the natural rhythm of life is there has to be some. Break some rest. That's good, man. I like mm-hmm. that. So yeah, man, that's a great example. Russ just talking about Brian Harmon, who was struggling with his putting. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of changing equipment, he got a mirror. He kept the same tools. Got a mirror. Saw what he was doing wrong. Stuck to the process and improved. Right. Mm-hmm. So think about how deep that is. So 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 he had a goal. He had a game plan. He had a process. He looked in the mirror and saw the problem was him. Mm-hmm. So he tweaked, like, he, so he stuck with it and tweaked his technique a little bit. He didn't forego the whole, you know what I'm saying? It was. Yeah. Just, so I think, like I was talking about, ha, be, you being the weak link in the chain, a lot of times we buck the system too quickly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times these challenges that we're facing in life and in business um, are there because there are areas in our lives that we need to level up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a great example with him winning the British Open, with the same, with the same tools, Mm -hmm. same everything. He just made some tweaks. He saw some, some holes in his boat, so to speak, patched those up and was able to excel and, uh, and, and improve week after week. Um, that's, that's a great illustration.
1: That is good. That's the, that I I think that consistent sort of practice and attention to detail, Mm -hmm. uh, is, is very important. And, um, in the situation that he had instead of like you said instead of changing like making this huge change to a new putter mm-hmm. he just made some minor tweaks and then practiced consistently until it was right mm-hmm. and that's what i think is important for that people is. and then people don't don't think about that in business they're like oh well i got to go do this and that and and if it's not working i got to make these big changes instead of practicing to get better so let's think about it <laughs> probably the easiest example i have is in terms of like sales, Mm -hmm. like somebody's getting, you know, whatever. They get people to come in the door and then they're not making sales. We used to have this happen at the gym. So instead of making huge changes, we would look at the recordings. We had a camera in the office and we would watch and say, okay, what did we do wrong? Mm -hmm. What's going on here? Why are we not making sales? Why are we not getting the point across to people that they need this and Mm -hmm. that it's going to be helpful for them and that kind of thing. And so then we were, we would be able to see, okay, this is what we're doing. Let's let's tweak this one thing. Sometimes it's, it's nothing. I, I was just watching um uh, we're in sort of a mastermind group for consultants, and uh I was watching one of the videos this morning, and the guy who was talking said I had somebody review my VSL or my um his webinar that he does, and he he this I don't I'm not even sure what industry he's in, but he does a webinar People sign up for the webinar, and then after the webinar is done, he sends them link to a strategy call, uh-huh. which is where he sells whatever his service is. Uh-huh. And so um, he was saying, I, "I've been like my bookings for my webinar have gone down to almost nothing, and I don't know what's going on." Uh-huh. And he said, "I talked to Taylor about it, and or whoever it was that <clears throat> I don't remember who it was, somebody I talked to so and so about it, and they." whenever my call or whenever my webinar and they, and we looked at past webinars and we saw that the energy level was different. All the words were the same. Everything else was the same, but he had like a really high energy level in the past. And for some reason, probably because he got older, he's done it a bunch of times, then his, yeah, his, his energy level went down. Mm. So he said, I made that one simple tweak. Didn't change anything about the webinar. All I did was come with a lot more energy this time. And he said, I just 15 minutes ago, got off a call, got off the webinar and I've already had more bookings than I've ever had in the past. Wow! So all it was was just a simple tweak in energy. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the, people want to like go ahead and scrap this thing and and like start mm-hmm. a new thing and let's well maybe this isn't I, I need to try something you know, but really it's it's usually just a small tweak that you need to make or just stay consistent, stay the course, stay the course, and yep. then figure out what it is that you're doing, make a small adjustment, and then stay the course, and then make another small adjustment and stay the course. And then over time, mm-hmm. you get it narrowed down. You get whatever it is yeah. in your business, um, you get that focus, and you're able to just surpass everybody else. Yeah, you know? that's good. Yeah. It's like they say, the overnight success you, you, is usually like five years in the making, right? So, <laughs> so you, you do these things, you stay consistent, and then all of a sudden, it happens. Mm-hmm. So, it's good stuff. So, yeah, you were talking about Brian Harmon. I think Russ was saying he had like 58 out of 59 putts within 10 feet or something in the open that yeah, which is made, yeah which is amazing yeah, 58 for 59 yeah 10 that's in, amazing yeah. so i think that it's just a testament we talked about like his consistency staying consistent and then figuring out what the problem is and then making the minor changes and then consistently practicing that and just working on that until it became you know Second nature almost, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then in one of the toughest environments, right in the in the British Open. What I don't know is why is it not called the British Open
2: anymore? It's just called the Open now. Well,
0: because it was the original. It, they, you know, what I'm saying it was the original and one. It's
2: called the Open Championship,
0: right? Yeah. So they just called it the, so and. The, we call it the British Open. The nickname I don't is the okay, British yeah. Open because yeah. we have the U.S. Open as well. It's just but it was the original one, so it was like the Open, you know, the, the first one. The Open. The Open. This is the opening. We were playing. <laughs> we were playing uh, some game where you have to. It's like an alliteration game, card game, and whatever letter you get, you have to think about how many words you can based off of a category. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, my son, they they my son and his teammate had the letter T. And they had to think about something that was in space that's taught with T. And he said, The Sun. Bro, nice. We lost it. I was like, That's very good. Because it's not called Sun, it's called The Sun. Yeah. And we argued it. We didn't give him the point, but it was like the highlight of the whole vacation. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) The Sun. That's pretty good. What game is that? I cannot remember the name of it. It was. I think I know what you're talking about. I've played it before. It's uh, Categories. Maybe that's that's what I'm thinking about. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, awesome. that's
1: good. Anyway, yeah, Brian Harmon, you know, he's a local guy. I remember yeah. watching him play golf over on Sea Island. i caddied in, in groups with him and and uh, some of these other guys. And uh, th- not just, like, the putting in, but, like, the consistency that they have compared to what I had this past weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we talked about that some. It's like I, I was talking to Jeffrey about it when I was playing with him. I was like, you know, I can play pretty well but it's really hard for me so i had like a stretch of like nine holes where i was one under par and mm-hmm. i can i can put a stretch like that together but it's really hard for me to do it over 18 mm-hmm. or 100 mm-hmm. because i just can't stay consistent like that's 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 the biggest difference between somebody like me and one of these guys who are like serious professionals or like even you know like a scratch golfer or whatever like those guys are not that much better like i can hit the ball kind of mm-hmm. like they do not, not not all of them but like some of those guys, like I can hit those shots yeah, yeah, one yeah. out of a hundred times. That's true. They can do it
2: 99 out of a hundred times, That's you true. know what I mean? Yeah. Here's from an article uh, from the PGA Tour uh, talking about Brian Harmon. says, a 36-year-old veteran who ranks just 144th on the PGA Tour in distance off the tee yeah. combined consistent ball striking with an otherworldly performance on the mm-hmm. greens to hold off the top players in I the see world. It. Yeah. Um, he says, while, Har- uh, while Harmon may be giving up 20 to 30 yards per drive to fellow competitors, um, he sets up his equipment to help magnify his strengths and minimize his weaknesses. Yeah. That's there
0: good. It is. Yeah, that's it. Yep. It's got to
1: be consistent, man. I, I mean, I caddy for a lot of scratch golfers, and we would go out and play, and I'm like, I, 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 could, I could beat this guy, you know. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, he's shooting like 71, and I'm like, dang, I can't beat this guy. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> even
0: Even <laughs> with players that you play with that aren't – just, I've, I've got beat by so many people that just play what we call old man golf. Oh, yeah. They right just, down the middle? They, right down yep. the middle, 200 yards. They hit another hybrid, you know, 180 yards, yep. chip in the putt. Yep. It's just consistent. It's not sexy. It's not flashy. Right. But, but guess who's having more fun? The person that's winning. <laughs> that's right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we they, they say yep. drive for show, putt for dough. Okay, that's cool. I hit my driver. Three twenty, just one time. But I'm in the woods. Right, like it felt good, but it don't. It, yeah, you know. And here's the thing too, with with uh, one thing I noticed over this past weekend, the people that were winning and playing good. Like, they didn't complain about their body hurting. You know, right. when you're when you're when <laughs> you 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 doing you good, yeah. everything, life is good, you know. Well, for me, it was the first round. So. <laughs> yeah, you felt great, right? I felt great. <laughs> and then I was real sore. After yeah, that. yeah. But when you start playing bad, you start noticing everything yeah. else that's wrong and yeah. bad. Yeah, and yeah. you're, you're like, like, your back's hurting, and mm-hmm. your hands hurt, and then your feelings hurt. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. But when you're hitting good shots, everything it's like euphoric. It's like, I'm yeah. great. Oh, yeah, you I know? feel great. Yeah, I think So right. I think that comes back to building that rhythm, finding that rhythm in life. I think... You you focus once you have that rhythm in life, you focus less on negative things. Also, yeah. you start focusing on like because you're in a different space, you're in a positive place, a positive a positive space, and I think you start to see victories around you. You start to uh, yeah, uh, appreciate things a little bit more once you mm-hmm. get into that better that elevated mindset. You know, we just talk about it playing basketball all the time. Like, you don't hear good shooters talk about their elbows or wrists or nothing hurting. Yeah. They, they feel great. But when you start shooting bad, it's like, ah, this, ah, that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Right. You know, right. So with, with Brian, and I, I think that's why people that win, that develop that culture for winning, they keep winning is because, mm-hmm. you know, that like you seek that stuff, you know, because knowing how to win is a thing. Like I, I we yeah. joke about it all the time with our favorite football teams you know, mine being the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I, I, they would give away a lot of wins because they didn't develop a culture from win of winning, what it feels like to win. And I think in the everyday life, we can develop that culture every day by just being consistent and having wins. You know, so so know what it feels like to win, to accomplish, to finish. Like yeah. I think we become professionals at starting things and not finishing, leaving things right. open ended, and you're just practicing losing. You're practicing mm-hmm. quitting is what mm-hmm. you're doing. I think subconsciously you get to a place where you're comfortable and okay with being mediocre and not finishing something or quitting or yeah. things like that. And and I think it's a subtle thing mm-hmm. that creeps in and it is it, it, what makes life difficult when we need to press on. It's like I've quit so many times. It'd be easy for me just to quit right now. Mm-hmm. Unlike Brian Harmon, he was like, you know what? Ordinarily, a normal person would just scrap everything and, and start from scratch and figure yep. it out. They would yep. just quit, you know. But he was like, nope, I'm going to press on. I'm going to figure this out. And now he's yeah. enjoying the fruits of his of his labor, mm-hmm. right, type mm-hmm. of thing. So, like, develop a culture of winning, what that feels like. Live from that place, you know. I think you would experience a lot more wins once <clears> you start <throat> planting seeds in that soil, Um, And that's something that we can definitely control. You know, you don't have to go out and make a million dollars today, but if you can start off like you said with a victory and accomplish something, you know what it feels like to win, and you can just develop a string of wins every day. That's the rhythm of life, right there. Yeah, that's the rhythm that you got to find. That kind
1: of that kind of reminds me of a couple things too. You know, John Daly. This this reel about John Daly telling a story about Tiger Woods has been going around. I've been seeing it. So like, okay, I hadn't seen it. Yeah. So John Daly said that he played. I don't remember what tournament they were playing but he paired up with tiger on like a saturday or sunday it wasn't the first round like the first round they played and then then they got paired up together or whatever. Okay. so they're like sitting in the bar john daly and he's got some other people there and they're drinking like pitchers of beer and like liquor all this other stuff doing shots whatever and tiger walks in he's like hey man come come drink with us you know come have a drink and tiger's like no nah, i gotta go hit some balls so he goes out and hit balls. A couple hours later he comes back. They're still in there just pounding them. <laughs> so he's like he's like they're all really drunk. Tiger comes back in. He's like, Hey man, come come have a drink with us and Tiger's like, No nah, man, I gotta go work out. So a few hours later he comes back in and he said at this point, I think I, I don't remember the numbers, but he's he's in like the the teens or twenties of drinks that he's had now mm-hmm. and he's like you know, they're all hammered. And he says, uh Tiger came back in, he's like, All right, man, come on, have a drink with us. He's like, Nah, man, I gotta go to bed. Like, if I had your talent, I'd sit here and have a drink with you. But I can't I can't keep up with you guys if I'm mm. not consistent with my workouts and my practice and stuff like that. And so John Daly said they went out the next day and, and John Daly shot sixty five and beat Tiger by a lot. <laughs> but he but the thing with like with people like him is that he is so good, so talented, so great. But he's not consistent which is why he's not the best ever and never be in that conversation because he's never yeah because he's never been consistent right mm-hmm. and then I, I caddied for this guy i was i was in a program a lot of years ago and i don't even remember his name if i if i said his name you would know him mm-hmm. but he's not even in the conversation okay. of golfers right he's mm-hmm. just one of those guys that that's been on tour for 20 years and but nobody knows Like you would probably know his name mm-hmm. but you don't really know who he is i don't know if he's ever won maybe he's won one or two Dang. over the last 20 years but he stayed on tour he's kept his card mm-hmm. and uh so i was i was walking and uh the guy was i was carrying this guy's bag and he was talking to i can't remember the guy's name now but he was talking he to sounds the guy. very
0: matt kuchar ish. no 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 not like, matt, matt kuchar's way higher
1: profile than okay okay gotcha yeah so um anyway he uh <laughs> he was talking to the guys like how much do you practice he's like i don't practice he's like i play you know 45 tournaments a year and he's like when i'm home i'm home i don't go to the, I'm, i haven't been on a driving range other than warming up for a round mm. in years you know he's like i don't i don't hit balls i don't i don't have a coach he's like i just i go and play and that's it you mm. know, i play the pro ams because we have to and then i just play my, wow. my four rounds and go home if i make the cut i make money you know mm-hmm. and um it was like well he wasn't interested in being one of the best he just wanted to make a living doing it Mm -hmm. so he wasn't consistent with practicing or anything like that and but that's why he'll never be Mm. a Tiger Woods or somebody like that he may may have the talent like John Daly had so much talent but he was never in the conversation for the best ever because Mm -hmm. you know he's sitting around drinking beers instead of instead of going out to the range and practicing and being consistent and it's fine. Cause that's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with this guy. He probably is not living the life that he wants, but he's at least staying on tour. Um, and he probably could get better and could be in the running and have these things happen. But mm. because he's not consistent with, with the way he practices, he's just never going to be. And that's, mm. that's just the way he, he lives. So wow. it was an interesting thing. that was way back in like, 2010 probably okay, okay when I when I had that conversation and and I talked to his caddy uh-huh and his caddy was like yeah we've we've been together for however many years now and he was like I was in I was a banker before and then when our, when the crash happened in 08 you know I, I lost my job and and I knew him from college or whatever and he got on tour so now this guy's just like traveling around but they're away from home like 40 to 45 weeks, weeks out, out of, of the, of the year. year yeah wow so it's a really tough living to try to make you know out there on tour if you're not winning yeah so yeah uh and, and for the caddies too you know they get 10 percent well if they win they yeah. get 10 percent. yeah know? he's probably getting five percent if they make a cut mm-hmm. and if they don't make a cut he's got a salary but his salary was like a thousand dollars a week he was mm-hmm. telling me and to you be know, traveling like, that much you and have everything. to pay for all your yeah, own hotels tough. So like those guys, you know, and he's like, where we travel, That's not even a one night in a hotel room. Like on Sea Island, you can maybe get two nights for that. You got to be there for four days. You gotta you gotta figure out something else. (laughs) So standing Brunswick. Yeah, they're gonna be yeah, they're staying across the causeway. Yeah, at the the, uh, Motel Six or whatever. Nights in. The nights in over there. That's right. Oh gosh. (laughs) Renting the room by the hour. Yeah, says Motel. Oh man.
0: But, but but there's a the thing though so his, his goal it's it's interesting you know he's can, his goal is not to be the best his goal is just to make money yeah right and his lack of consistency shows that so it, it's like he's he's performing to the level that he wants to kind of you know yeah i don't know if he was i think john daly's probably
1: probably at that boy yeah. right he, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. i don't know if this guy was i think he was just just trying to make a living Dang. and that's the only way he knew how to do it like like he's yeah like, i can't make this much money anywhere else that's like true. I, every month every week i can make a million dollars yeah but you know for 20 years he's never won maybe he's won one tournament or something but you're right yeah but he's like been john able to Daly. stay on tour john Daly so, was
0: so talented it's it crazy is, it's, it is wild. it's ridiculous yeah he's like the
1: shack of golf
0: yep that's it the shack like, of golf yeah
1: shack was the same way you know kobe said he would it wouldn't even be a conversation of who's
0: the best saver if he practiced like kobe practiced yep tracy mcgrady same thing yeah you know all the (laughs) talent in the world just never practiced just super talented you know we
1: put we had people like that that we played football in high school with who were amazing athletes and you know we had college and nfl scouts at our practices all the time for Mm -hmm. for these guys and they were just like lazy like yeah just not consistent And uh, the one I'm thinking about specifically got kicked off of a major D1. He had a major D1 scholarship and Mm. got kicked off of the team for Mm. for
0: missing practices and just not working, you know. You know, somebody that that was consistent, that was fairly talented but not but it was consistent end up doing going a lot further than what most people did that had a whole lot of talent was uh bud. Remember bud?
1: Yeah. Bud. Yeah. I yeah. got his
0: book. He just wrote a book recently. We need to have him on the podcast. You need to man. He just yeah. super consistent all these years. Like he was yep. fast, like he was fast, but he just wasn't like a big name, like some of these other people. Yeah. Right. But he stayed consistent. I think he did. He make an Olympic team.
1: I think he did make the Olympic team. That's a big deal. I don't know. Actually, he might have. Like, I think I remember that yeah. seeing
0: him with the USA. And well, stuff. I know he was
1: like an alternate. I think. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if he actually ran in the Olympics or not. But yeah, he. I mean, he's a
0: he's a top elite level yes. track guy, sprint track star. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's and to me, that's a great story because he he had talent, right? He had yeah. some talent, but he wasn't like the most talented person in the room in any room that he was in. But mm-hmm. he was consistent throughout the years. He he and my brother had a epic, uh, last leg of the four by four hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, that was crazy. I still remember the feelings to this day. It was awesome. Um, and my brother had a big enough lead that he was able to hold off Bud and win. And they end up end up beating Glenn Academy again for that meet. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but. Um, so so, Bud had talent, he was very good and he had a relationship with my brother all these years so they would talk every now and again and stuff like that and last, like I said, last I heard um, he had he had maybe made a, as an alternate to the Olympic team but that's a, like in the Olympics that's a big deal, yeah, like one the, of the best in the world sprinters in the country in the, probably in, in the, can you look that
1: up, Bud Bennett Russ, I got his book I can't, and yeah. it's in there I just can't yeah. remember exactly
0: yep. that's some consistency right there That's that's awesome yep.
1: Yeah, but see, that's he's he's a good example of one of those guys that like I don't remember him being exactly. super talented. Exactly. He just was consistent, worked hard, mm-hmm. and then and incremental know, made it happen. Yeah.
0: incremental uh improvements, right? You have to have talent to get you to do. the top level of anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: have to have talent no matter right. what. Like, you know, if you in business even, like if you don't have any kind of charisma, if you don't have any any you, you can't deal with people. Like, if you don't have any emotional intelligence, if you don't have some kind of, like, Mm -hmm. skill, some kind of talent, but all that stuff is learnable.
0: That's, I was about to say, in business, all that stuff is, in life, that stuff is learnable. I mean, I I guess you have to have, You can't really teach somebody how to run fast, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can. Well, you can, but, like, there's a limit on that. Right. You 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 have to have
1: some kind of talent. Talent. To to be at the top level. yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, I can never be – like, I can work with Usain Bolt for the rest of my <coughs> life and yeah. go back and to my – And you probably pop. still wouldn't beat me. So. St- <laughs> 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 ah, yeah. We'll see. We'll get back on that golf course. I'm like, I'm itching already. Like, we got to – listen, what you trying to do with, with this Sea Island Golf Pass? You know what I'm saying? You, are, did you yeah, already? I'm ready you, whenever you are. Can I still get that slot? Is that yeah, cool? that's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. All right. <laughs>
1: we you got down. it over there, Russ. You see anything? Did he make the Olympic team?
2: Um, he ran in Olympic trials. Okay. Okay. For sure. Um, he was decorated, um, as a bulldog, three-time outdoor All-American, finished runner-up in the 2005 SEC outdoor meet, 400 hurdles, Nice 2005 NCAA championships. He set a school record at UGA. Wow. wow, That's mm-hmm. awesome. That is, While yeah. Well, Georgia Bennett, went to his first Olympic trials in 2004, competed in the 2008, 12, 16 trials as well. 2012, he had a semifinals appearance.
0: So he didn't in actually the make the team. So but he was make, in the yeah. trials. In the trials, oh yeah. yeah. And you have to be silver invited medalist. to that based on your performance. Yeah, I
2: mean. Silver medalist in the 4x400 four <coughs> relay and bronze medalist in the 400 meter hurdles at the 2007 Pan American Games. Wow. Uh, 2010, he finished sixth in the 400 meter at the USATF Championships.
0: Yep, that's yep, so that's yeah. a big deal. ATF. Mm. Yep. Yeah.
2: So he's also an assistant coach at
0: Georgia, coaching yeah. 18 NCAA All Americans.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. So
0: three-time All-American at UGA, set some school records, and he said he was at trials from, listen to this, 2004 to 2016. That's a long time for a sprinter. Four, eight, twelve, sixteen. 8, 12, 16. That's a long time for a sprinter, bro. Yeah. 2004, so that's he graduated in 2001, right? So he was probably 2021 20, like and two, 2004. Yeah. Yeah, and one. then for the next – that that's awesome. Was it one when he? Yeah, was he, he was, was a awesome year. One? He was one was he year. One year older than us. Yeah, one yeah. year older than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh,
2: at, and in at high school, he's a school's record holder in three different events: three hundred intermediate hurdles, one ten high hurdles, and something else. <laughs> Interesting. Region three A record holder. Uh, you know, those records may not stand today, but right. Yeah, yeah. When he he, set, okay, he set them. That's good so, stuff, man. Power yeah.
0: consistency, man. That's a that's a life hack right there. Being consistent. Yeah. He stayed consistent in that one thing. You know, I'm sure I would love I haven't read his book. I would love to read it. I'm sure he had a lot of obstacles because life doesn't come without obstacles. Success doesn't come without mm-hmm. obstacles and pain. That's when growth happens. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and this is one of the things I tell people all the time. You really have to look forward. You know, there's certain things that you know that's going to happen. If you can prepare yourself mentally for certain obstacles and things that you know are going to happen, you can temper your emotions and everything right now to be prepared for it. So you're not all out of whack, but when it happens, you're not going to be surprised. There are going to be some things that happen. That's going to be unexpected. But if you can, if you know, going into an event, if you know, going into the day that, okay, my kids are going to wake up at seven, my dog is going to be going crazy and all this stuff. If you can kind of like gather yourself in the beginning to be prepared for it right now. So when it happens, it's like, okay, I was prepared for this. Right. I just think we, we we have to get a little bit more mentally prepared for our day and for our life um, before the things happen. That's why to me, cold shower, that's why taking control through external forces is so important to me, like a cold shower, like meditation, like whatever it is that you do, start off with that victory, start off by, you know, a, a lot of people used to always say stuff like, what up, king? How you doing? What's going on, queen? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And I tell people, like, you can't be considered a king or queen unless you can govern your own emotions. Mm. Right? So, like, govern your own mind. If you can't, it, like, like a king or queen, they own territory. Like, mm-hmm. right? they have dominion over stuff. If you can't have dominion over your own mind, over your own emotions, yeah. then you're not a king or queen of anything. Right. Right. So, like, mm. That stuff starts with you Mm -hmm. in the morning, taking dominion, taking control um, of your own life, and then being consistent with that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, I can talk about that stuff for hours, you know, right? Yeah. Raise your perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Ripen up. Cool, man. All right. All right.
1: See y'all next week.